today on the Italian radio show. Ailments that only Italians can get. Plus special guest, best classical Italian guitarist in the world. And l'altro mio fratello, Benny Frioli, come right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. This is Tony Lastella, your host, and we are broadcasting to you on KMET 1490 AM out of Palm Springs on the ABC Talk and News Network. You may be picking us up all over the country because we got a lot of our satellite stations out there, a lot of stations carrying our signal, both ABC affiliates and non-ABC affiliates. So wherever you are, we're certainly glad that you tuned in. And we're, we have just a great show for you today. I got the one and only Marzia Caputo, my co-host from Vicenza, Italia, right here with me. Marzia, how you doing today? Ciao, ciao a tutti. I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I've been traveling a lot on the Upper Eastern Seaboard. You know, after all these years, I finally got to eat some real pizza, you know. Oh, I met, met with that. my friend Vinny Frioli, who's going to be a guest here later, later in the show. And we went out for some real New York-style pizza. So I feel yeah. like, you know, I'm good for like, you know, Another few months till I got to go back again, you know? I have to tell you, every time when I go to New Jersey, it's like all unbelievable. The pizza is so good. I'm telling you, I can't figure out, I can't figure out why they can't get this right out here. I mean, look, it's, you got, you got the, to make the crust, you got Mm -hmm. the sauce, then you got like the cheese and toppings. I mean, come on. It's not that hard, folks. But, you know, go figure. You cross the Mississippi, and it's like it's, they've, they've gone pizza dumb, you know? I don't know, you know? Right. And there's some exceptions to the rule. I know people who say, oh, what about this place? You know? Yeah, I know. Some, but, you know, trust me. Overall, forget about it, you know? I'm not talking about Napolitano pizza. There's some good Napolitano pizza, you know, out west or in different places. But in right. terms of the real East Coast-style pizza, nah. You've got to go back there to get that, you know? I know, I know. I did this say, like I say more than one time, maybe the water make different. Something in water, you know. A lot of, like I said, uh, your friend, your brother, Vinny. My brother by the other okay. mother, Vinny Frill, yeah. The restaurant, they order, they, they send the water from Italy to make the pizza. That is unbelievable. That is well, you know, <laughs> You know, whatever it takes, I mean, you know, you got to do it, you know, because there is definitely a difference. So now we're going to get right into our theme of today's show. Copo right. di Fredo, or, you know, Copo di, Copo d'Aria, okay? Very good. So, uh, what would be the literal translation of that? Uh, Copo di Fredo, it's known like a hit by hair. Hit by the air, okay. And mm-hmm. quotes, but, but the Copo d'Aria is also hit by air. Right, a Copo di Fredo is cold. It's hit by the cold, all right. So basically, folks, today we're going to talk all about ailments that only Italians can get, okay? And right. trust me. I don't care if you're off the boat Italian or if you're like Italian-American like me. You grew up, you know, with an Italian-American family here in the States. These are things I remember as a kid, as a, as a kid, you know, my mother was always, oh, you know, my mother like was the biggest hypochondriac. To this day, to this day, my mother reads something on the Internet. She calls, <laughs> she calls us up. She thinks she's convinced she has this. She's right. She's right. I, I, I had dinner with my <laughs> uncle in New York a few days ago. And I said, mm-hmm. what's going on? And he said, she's always been like this when she was a little kid. When she was like five years old, she reads something, you know, in a book. And then she thinks she has it, you know. So 
You know, you know I don't say nothing because I'm still doing the same thing. Like you do that to your kids? Oh I my do. god! Oh my Why? god! You know, this has plagued me for like my lifetime. You, <laughs> you, 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 you're going to create like I don't know what with these kids. I mean, you know, they're going to grow up and they're not going to be right. <laughs> Now, my father was from Sicily. My father was just, my father, doesn't matter what you, my father, like, could eat nails, and he could go out, like, you know, and climb a mountain, and then, like, do more work of the day than most guys would do in a week. So, but go figure, you know. stronger woman, what happened? They come back home, the woman, they were take care of it, to make sure they're good for the next day. So, they will do all this. So, they're, you know. They're so, new. for our news today, we're going to do this a little different. You know, we got... A news from the BBC. We have a news story here. Came out in uh, December 2020 about a, you know a, 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 a an English reporter who was in Italy, kind of investigating these things. Right. We also got just another story I found in Life in Italy magazine okay. about ailments you can only get in Italy, which more or less is the theme of today's show. So <laughs> starting right in here. This guy goes to Italy, right? And uh, I know that this is no translation. He's just, you know, this is a guy from, you know, from Great Britain, from England, you know. Um, he, he says people. Hometown what? In Bologna, right? What? He went to his hometown in Bologna. His so home. So he, he was English being Britain, Britain Italian. Okay, like we're Italian American. He was Britain Italian. So yeah, he goes right. to his hometown, Bologna. He says, anybody over the age of 30 seems to have a condition. Okay, and the condition you cannot find this. Trust me, anywhere you know, in any book or anything, it's not in the dictionary. But it basically it's called what is cervicale? How do you cervicale. say it? Yeah. So tell us what cervicale is. Let me explain. Cervicale is the bones that you have behind your neck that yeah. they go to your head. That's a cervicale. So if you feel some pain in the back, automatically we tell so you. So you become a hunchback of Notre Dame. What, what, what happens to the bone there, you know? I know. We, are not, we don't need a doctor. We got it. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> so you so what happens to this bone? What happens to the bone? Does it grow like five times the size of your head? What happens to the bone? It can feel sore. We call it cervicale. It feels yes. sore. You're going to bone the back of your neck sore. That's, I call that like you slept wrong on your pillow, you know? Okay, like still, they have a name, medical. It's a medical name, by the way, in Italian, cervicale. It's not just like, a, oh, you slept roll in the pillow. No, cervicale is a medical uh, um, description. Well, there's a lot of Italians that grumble about this. I go on in this article, the, mm. this, ar- this article, and they talk about um, this, this pain in the back of your neck uh, being uh, related to copodaria, which is a hit of air. So, Whenever the Italians feel any type of a breeze, mm-hmm. you're going to be out walking with your girl in the summertime. It's like 80 degrees. You feel a little bit of a breeze. They go nuts. They go nuts. They think, oh, my God, I'm going to get my back and my neck's going to start hurting. I'm not going to get sick. My sinuses, you know. It's so real. It's, that's what I'm trying to say to you. It's we believe to prevent the problem, not cure after. So if you take care of good your body, certain things, you will not get sick. Like we believe, uh, um, you know, when you're done eating, you cannot go swim right away. You gotta wait your digestion. You gotta, you know, to not have a problem in your stomach. That's the thing. All right. So it's even related. That's right. That's right. So related to your stomach. I remember that. As a kid, uh, my, you know, my, my mother did that whole thing that no matter what it was that you, uh, you know, you, that you were down with, it was always that you ate something wrong. You, you always somehow ate something wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, um, or maybe you, like you say, 
Oh, the air made you feel like, you know, because you got hit with some cold air, and now you got a stomachache, you know? Yeah, because you can finish the digest. You got to keep your body normal temperature. Don't change from cold to heat. Well, no, this is great for kids who want to take a day off of school, I'm sure, you know? <laughs> well, like I say, there are a lot of things we watch for our body, what to do, what you put in your mouth to eat, you have to be careful, how to drink, everything's going to, like, um, even medicine, you take the medicine with water. If you have it with Coca-Cola, with Coke, or drink alcohol, you cannot take up uh, ibuprofen like that. It's bad. It's poison for you. So there's certain things we grow up. For us, it's so normal because I grew up with that. So, you know what I mean? But the call for the area is different. It's the time when it's spring is coming, like the winter is going away. It's like a change of seasons. Change of seasons, yeah. That's dangerous. Change of season. You have to know what you wear the right way. No heavy clothes because you cannot sweat. Because then you have cold for the area, the heat of the hair. It will heat you, and you can end up with bronchitis. You know what I mean? That's really certain things like this. So, but finish to read this one because this is only if you're in Italy you wind up with that, mind you, folks. Like you could be in the middle of Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you know you could be sweating hit by some cold air. You feel, hey, it feels pretty good because I'm sweating because I'm roping cattle, you know. But if you're in Italy, forget about it. You're on your deathbed, you know. If you come, you cannot find the AC in Italy really easy. You have to really request it. <laughs> but, but it's always also about if you've eaten something outside the house. I remember, I mangiato qualcosa fatto male. I remember my mother's like, oh, you ate something from someone else's house, now you're going to be sick, you know? You eat something that you didn't, your body didn't accept it. That's your stomach, you know what I mean? Uh, things like that. It's really, I do believe it too, because it's so true. I, if, I don't know if maybe because I grew up with this, it's so natural, but I did the same thing with my kids. I still do the same thing and they're laughing on me, but you know what? I didn't see them sick. I mean, not the word. I never have the kids really having a bad flu or sick really bad or chronic things. Then I never have it. Maybe it is something true then, you know what I mean? All right, well, last but not least, let's talk okay. about Go for El it. Copo de la Strega, which okay, basically is like the pain of the witch. And this okay. just has to do with your back. Like okay. if you've got a backache, right? It's the back, yes. It's like uh, um, la frusta. You know what's that? The, no. Okay, let me like explain. Let's explain one more time. It's like you're in a car, someone hit you in a car, in the back, your movement of your back, right? You go forward and back. That's a call for the strega. That's like a, getting a whiplash as far as I'm concerned. That's, you know, that's what just, it is. But the Italians right. think you can get this if you carry a box of groceries and your back stops working. If you go play golf and your swing is off, your back stops working. You sleep off, your back stops working. It's the curse of the, word, uh, the witch. I know, I the curse know. of the witch. All right. Well, folks, we've just started on this. we got lots of stuff coming up. we got food and drink related to this. we got a guest. we got Italian phrases. Don't go away because we're going to be right back after this short break with much more West Coast Italian radio. A salute. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com so now we're going to have some fun here because this is our food segment, you know, which is brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka, out of uh, Austin, Texas, Tito's Handmade Vodka, uh, which does so much for everybody across the country. They do a lot for charities. They do a lot for you know, the Italian community charities and other charities. Uh, and, you know, folks, when you're doing something special, you got to use Tito's because uh, they are just a, you know, a vodka above the rest. Now, for our food and beverage segment here today, since our whole, you know, the theme, theme, of, the theme of this show, the theme is ailments that only Italians can get, okay? So what uh, what we've come up with here is something a little bit different, okay? So tell us what this is about. Well, because our theme is talk about, you know, to get cold, sick, things like that, what Italian use when you're throat hurt or your sore throat, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, we have something my grandma used to make all the time, really simple recipe, and I don't know, in the States you'll be arrested, but <laughs> you don't have to say what you do at home, right? So anyway, it's like a bevanda per maligola. It's a drink for your sore throat. It's so basically, this is a drink, so when you're sick and if you get a sore throat, yeah. this is what you want to drink, right? Right. So it's one cup, cup of milk. It has to be really warm, like you have to smoke, okay? Really warm milk. Then you put one shot. Wait, wait, wait. You gotta smoke, what you gotta smoke or what, like you, oh, like you no. oh, come on. There's a lot of things that I smoke, but I don't, I've never smoked warm milk. So, yeah, you gotta eat the milk. Enough. I got, I got translate for these people and they're gonna do something Please like do. really weird, you know? So you do your work, do something. <laughs> you're not, you're gonna do everything. So anyway. All right, all right. So they're gonna I smoke this milk. You're gonna warm up, get more milk. All right, great. Really warm. Right. So with that, you're going to add a shot of cognac, okay? Not a, not, I'm liking this recipe better all the time. Shot of <laughs> cognac, okay, to your milk, okay? And to make it a little sweeter, you can put, like, two big spoons of honey. And you mix it all together, drink it. Honey, cognac, and milk, okay? And, you know, maybe I'll just do the cognac and the honey, with, you know, but, but whatever it is, but it, it sounds good to me, baby, you know? <laughs> To the baby too, when they're sick, you know we do. It's not no baby like infant, okay? But we do like if you're three or four years old, we do this type of things. Now I'm not gonna make a drink or cough. Well, in Italy, you get arrested if you do that here, but you know. But you that's know, what I'm saying. Yeah. You could be arrested here in the states, but like I say, you know, it's another thing. So we grew up with that. Nobody die. We are not brain damaged, all right? So what do they call this stuff? Uh, what? Well, they're not really a, a name. We just call bevanda per il mal di gola. You want to say that slower so that we can all get it? Well, maybe. Okay. Bevanda 
per il mal di gola. Translate. Vanda per mal di gola, which Vendanda. is the beverage of sick something. Sortra. The beverage of the sick goat. Okay. Sortra, because mal di gola, gola is the tra. So that's what is the bevanda. So, you know, that's interesting because I know that, uh, Caruso, the great singer, you know, from our, our, the, the past, um, used to, when he, before he would do a performance, he'd take a shot of cognac and then he'd take a shot of espresso. He said the cognac would relax his nerves. The espresso would give him enough edge that he had that like little edge to go out and sing, you know. So it's a little bit like that where some, you know, the milk though, The milk, I don't know. I've always heard the milk is bad for your throat. It would coat your throat, but I don't know if that's true or not. Here in the States, they say, yes, make more mucus. You know, it's no good if you're cold. But in Italy, we grew up, honestly, I don't always have a warm milk. Always, you know. It did help, but you didn't have extra mucus. It didn't. Right, and right, right. Yeah, yeah. Still, you want it to come out. You don't keep it in. So. Well, you know, now that's very interesting because... Uh, You know, speaking of drinking lots of cognac and stuff, as you know, I just got back from a Providence, Rhode Island, where I was visiting with Vinny Frioli, who's going to be our guest today. Vinny has been a friend, dear friend of mine, like another brother by another mother uh, for many, many years. And we drank a lot of cognac. We drank a lot of whiskey. We drank a lot of martini. We drank a lot of everything, you know. Right. Um, and so I, you know, kind of moving into our Artist of the Week thing, i did a special pre-recording of our Artist of the Week while I was, Vinny, while I was visiting Vinny. So uh, let's roll that tape right now. So now we got a very, very special Artist of the Week this year. I'm with, like, one of my dearest friends in the entire world. He's like my other brother by another mother, Vincent Frioli, Vinny Frioli here. Vinny, you know, we've known each other for ever since our kids were little, That's you right, know. 20 years. And, uh, you know... Um, You, one thing about you that I, I've always admired you because you're like the best guitarist I've ever met in my life. I know a lot of really great guitarists, but I think you are probably number one. And, you know, we're going to play some of your music in a little bit here. But so tell me a little bit. You, when did you first, uh, you know, pick up the guitar? How old were you? I was nine. Nine years old. Wow. Okay. And uh, were you, you were living where? I was born in Providence. I was living in Providence. I was in a schoolyard and I, uh, I look up at the sky, I'm not joking, I remember that day, I said, I'm getting a guitar today. My mother took me and bought a guitar. Yeah, and yeah. I think Elvis Presley was my inspiration. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. So then you you studied classical guitar. Nope, I studied pick style guitar from a, a man, Al DiCubellis, who was okay. a great guitarist. He was also a bobber. So I'd go to the bobber shop on a Tuesday, we'd walk to the shop and have my lesson. There you go. And then I went to another, uh, Joe Pedaruti, who, uh, who was a great teacher. And, and then I wanted, but I wanted to play classical guitar. All right. So when did you start studying and where? I was 19. Um, I, I was discouraged from it because my teacher said, Oh, you're too late. You'll never learn because it involves not the pick. It involves using your fingers. I'm right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I took lessons as a quote unquote hobby. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was noticed. Let's put it that way. And then I took, uh, some master classes with the great Cuban guitarist, uh, Jose Reyva Torre. And he said, I want you to study with me. I want you to be my protege. Fantastic. Wow. So he got me uh, a gig at Carnegie Recital Hall when I was wow. 23. Wow. 23 years old, man. Oh, yeah. Man. It, it was very funny when... Um, hey, there must be a record for, you know, guitar player. I can't think of any other classical guitarist of 23 who ever played the Carnegie Recital Hall. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, um, um, but it was, it gave me some, uh, ironic satisfaction 
when I told the teacher who said I couldn't do it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like when they told Elton John he would never be a pianist because his hands were too small. Right. I mean, you know, so he must have had the same type of satisfaction. So now we have this wonderful album called Suddenly It's Evening by Vincent Frioli featuring a lot of these great classical guitar pieces. And we're going to hear a piece today. What, what piece are we going to hear today? Well, I'd like you to hear the Gymnopédie Number no. One by Eric Satie. Okay, I love the I love those pieces. Uh, Satie was uh, he wrote them for piano, and these are uh, a transcribed for guitar. He was twenty two, I think, years old. Wow, wow! When he wrote it, and they're very otherworldly. They, they, uh, I I love that piece. I mean, I have Diolobos on the on the album and some other pieces, um, but that's the one I think you should probably play. So now, where can people get a hold of this album if they if they would like to purchase it? You, you have it online? As a, you know. I, I don't. You just have to drive all the way to my house. And <laughs> you go to the beach afterwards. Go to the beach afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'd get some anchovy pizza. All right. Exactly. Right. Like we did yesterday. All yeah. right. Suddenly it's evening. Vincent Frioli. Tell us the name of the piece again. Gymnopédie number one. By all Eric right. Sati. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Tieni a bocchella, no poco poco rillo, a pasuliatella. Hello, this is Tony Lestella with West Coast Italian Radio, and I'm back here again live on location up in Providence, Rhode Island. Actually, we're in Kingston. We're in North Kingston, right. Rhode Island. You have a beautiful home here, a beautiful uh, kind of a little estate that you live on that we've had many, many good times over the years, eating, drinking, playing music uh, to all hours. I think we did last night. We played till about 2 or 3 o'clock, playing the guitar, singing and drinking wine, and eating some good putanesca that we made, That's you right. know? So, Delicious. And I got my fix, of course, on uh, I've, I've been craving 
craving good New York style pizza, which we got a good a good pie yesterday with some anchovies on it. But anyway, you listen to the West Coast Italian Radio, and uh, you know our, our our topic today, our topic today, as you know, Vinny, is colpo di freddo. Okay, which basically the whole thing is ailments that you could only get if you're Italian, you know, or Italian American, right? So. I mean, just to start off with, like we were talking about earlier with Marzia, you know, uh, you, uh, Italians, at least in Italy, they wouldn't leave the house. You could have a balmy, you know, summer day where it's 80 degrees out, and if they just like, you know, they will not leave the house if their hair is wet, okay? That's right. And I mean, if you have the least little bit of a breeze, it could be, you know, 100 degrees, your mother wants you to wear a scarf. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely, and air conditioning is deadly. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, you know. That's why there's probably very little air conditioning in Italy. So, you know, t- tell us a little bit about growing up and some of this stuff. I mean, did your mother, you know, she, was she the typical mother, uh, hypochondriac, wants all her kids, you know, the, she's worried about every ailment that comes down or what? Yeah, my mother showed her, uh, didn't show her Italianness a lot. She did, but she didn't. Very, right. very reserved. But there were a lot of the, the voices and the characters are still alive in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things about uh, my mom was, uh, well, we want a Copa di Freddo, which we can talk about hot, oh, hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, do yeah. hot, cold. Well, you're all sweaty. You know, don't go out. No, no, there's air conditioning. No, don't do that. You right. Can't, you can't do that because the air is going to get in your body and you're going to get sick, which actually did happen to me with my mother in the backseat as I was driving. Oh, my God. Down the Amalfi <laughs> Coast into the mountains one night. I got so sick from the mountain air. It was all hot and sweaty. I ended up right. So my mother goes, see, see. And so the prophecy came true. Then, it you know? came true. But there's another thing with my mom was anything could be cured by an enema. <laughs> oh, my God. La you think she used to call it la bombe. La bombe. Oh, bombe, my God. Which is probably piombo, which is for the le- yeah, for yeah. Le- like a plumber, right? Yeah. Oh, here comes la bombe. Oh, you, you have a fever? You look a little sick. Oh, no, no, not, not, not la bombe. Not, not, not. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, come on, come on. Count, I'm going to count to ten. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, no, it's not that. Ten, 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 ten. <laughs> Anything. Oh, yeah, you get sick, that. And then my grandmother was saying. She'd she, 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 she clean you out, get it out of you that way, huh? Yeah. And my grandmother would, would speak like this, and she'd talk about, you know, your, your stomach, has, there's a little thing in your stomach, goes, gee, gee, gee. you can't eat late at night because otherwise you, and he drinks a coffee, hot, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> or, oh, God, honey and vinegar and this and that. And as we say, and now there's a, another Italian that's coming out of me, so talks like this a little bit. You know, right, so right, yeah, yeah. Every ass ache, as we say in Rhode Island, Italians always have an assic. I get, oh, you can't, you got to complain about something. How are you today? Oh, my, my allergies are bothering me, or this, that, or the other. Oh, you know, my, my stomach is not doing so well. Right. Italians live in this constant state of fear. Right. I know. I, I remember growing up, and my my mother's always, it could be, like I say, 90 degrees. You want to go out and play baseball, you put on a sweater. Put, put on, on a scarf. Put yeah. on a scarf. <laughs> we used to say, Udi, Udi. Like, oh, God, oh, God, Udi, yeah, Udi, yeah. a bird, a bird, Udi. Yeah. And then, for the more sophisticated part of us, we would have Brioski. Now, the, let's, let's talk about Brioski. This was like a remedy. Brioski. This was your, your remedy to cure all the ailments, oh. all, along with an Italian, uh, the, the, the bomba, right? Oh, la bomba, the, the, Brioski. The, the, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the, the, the black coffee with your, your cells, settles your stomach. Oh, I, yeah, I was yeah, nine yeah. years old drinking black coffee at oh. 3 o'clock in the morning, right? So, so Brioski was, um, came in a blue bottle. It was delicious. Lemon flavored oh, Alka Seltzer. I should have Lemon flavored Alka Seltzer. That you drink. That you drink. You put yeah. it in water. You put it in water. Yeah. And just 
Drink it. Yeah. up and you drink it and it was delicious. You had a little vodka too for a sponsor, Tito's Vodka. Now you got a drink. Oh my God. <laughs> Some you could sell. You know what? You know what? I think, I don't know if you could find it, but it was an ad. Uh, take Brioski. Used to be on the radio. Yeah, yeah, really. Really. Uh, yeah. So Brioski was the, uh, you know, the, 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 the cure, the, the cure for all the time with the Emina. Yeah, the and the uh, and the uh, and, and the black coffee. It all goes together. And then you have to watch out for this, like that. You have to watch out for birds. I hit you and this and that. And oh yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I can hear, I can hear my aunt, aunt and my mother right now. Just uh, and then oh, and then the Italians. Uh, I remember having our first kid, Juliana, and going to my parents' house, and my, I said, "Hey, mom, you know, dad, you know, my mom's pregnant." Yeah, my father goes, "What are you gonna do? If the kid gets sick." Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't make yeah. this stuff. It's not like, hey, congratulations. What are you going to do when the kid what gets you sick? What are you going to do when the kid gets sick? Right. All right, so now uh, you, you're, you are, are you second or third generation from Italy? Okay, my father's mom was and dad were born in Italy. In what uh, part? Uh, in the, um, near Frosinone, in the south. Okay. That's uh, Lazio in the south. Uh, I guess you would know. Kind of near Monte Cassino, kind of. Yeah, that's okay, yeah, Monte Cassino. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. an hour from there. And my mom's side, uh, she was, uh, her mom was born here. Her parents were born here. Uh-huh. So her grandparents came from the Molise, which is uh, in the cent- central part near the Apennines, south of Rome. Right, right. And uh, they came from a place called Rochetta. Yeah, near yeah. The, near the spring of, uh, also near the ab- Abbey, speaking about abbeys, there's this huge abbey of San Vincenzo there. And then my grandfather came from a place called uh, Scapoli. Scop, well, there were Scop, 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 right in same, same region. Okay, gotcha. In gotcha. the mountains. And that's, they are famous for their, um, bagpipe festival. Oh, really? Yeah, so, yeah. So hot air. Well, that's interesting because a lot of people don't know there's that whole, uh, especially in the holiday tradition of the shepherds and the bagpipes, right. you know, yeah, that we've actually talked about that. It's kind of obscure Italian thing, you know. Zampogna, it's called. Zampogna. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, and it's funny, uh, that's why I'm full of hot air. <laughs> All the time, right, buddy? So now, so your family uh, came to to America. Well, the first generation can talk like this. I make it this up. Uh, I'm start. Not of my family. I tell you, my name is a Joe. Joseph. I come from Italy. I come. I take a pedasco for 1935. I go to province of Lorraine. I started a jewelry shop. This is my son Joe Jr. Yeah, how you doing? My father started a jewelry shop. Thank God. You know, 1953. I, I went to work in 1953. And now here's Joseph the Third. He's he's going to uh, University of Rhode Island to major in Italian. Yes, on uh, majoring in Italian, I, Dante is my study. Nel mezzo del cammino nostra vita mi ritrovai per una salva oscura. And there's three generations of the Frioli family. I had those. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. I had relatives in my. I didn't have relatives who talk like this. Right. Yeah. Cousin Bobby, maybe or this one or that one. But, you know, I, all this stuff is inside me. Like these right, voice, these right. voices. Would you still have relatives in Italy when you go? I know you go there frequently. Yeah, I go to, uh, I have cousins in Rome. I have, who are from the Col Felice, it's called. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah. Close, you know. And I have a cousin uh, in uh, the Apennines, in uh, Rochetta. Cousin. Right, right, right. So I, didn't, I hadn't seen my cousin in years. Um, uh, his name is uh, Franco Lancia. Franco Lancia, okay. Yeah. The, and, the Italian and, and by the way, all the... The Friolis and the Lancias, Lance, they all moved to Mamadanek. Yeah? Mamadanek, okay. New York. Oh, okay. From Mamadanek, yeah. yeah. And then, um, so Franco, uh, I speak to him, he's a precise Italian, and he'll say, Facciamo una ipotesi. Let's make this hypothesis. I'll meet you at the train station at 935. I'll be right there. 
So I said, what's wrong with this guy? And I meet him. He's <laughs> he doesn't sound like, like the typical Italian. And he's straight as a spear. He's six feet tall. And wow. He walks like a spear. Like, with, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. So I said, what do you do? He says, oh, I'm a police officer. He's, I, I teach shooting. Like, oh, my God. Like, shot shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, no wonder he's yeah. so precise. Yeah, wow. He's man. like a slob on, as we would say. So now what a lot of people you don't, don't know is uh, what a... You know, when people think of Italian-Americans on the East Coast, of course, everybody thinks about New York. Right. And what they don't realize is what a rich Italian community culture you got up here, like in Rhode Island. I mean, it blew my mind. I mean, parts of Providence. Part, I mean, yesterday, we're, we're down this beautiful little town here in North Kingston. We go to this amazing, amazing Italian restaurant. What was it, Pasquale's? Pasquale's. We got that great pizza there. We cross the street. They got this whole ne Neapolitan Grocery store where you can buy San Marzano tomatoes, fresh Italian bread. I mean, people don't think of Rhode Island, you know, but you have so many Italians here, Italian Americans. You do, and uh, I I love Italian. I mean, I wanted to speak Italian when I was a kid. I was I was that Joseph yeah yeah Joseph, yeah third kid, and I try to teach myself, etc. But I end up I, I've been to Italy about thirty times. I go back and forth. Yeah yeah, feel very comfortable at home. The thing about here is I've realized that I study last names also. Like, oh, you're, right, you're right. Where are you always from? Uh, you're yeah, a Gucci, yeah. You're, yeah. you're a um, Don Francesco, something like that. So I get to know that these names come from a, a place in Italy. And right, if you go onto right. a, a site on the web, it's called Cognomi Itali, uh, Italiani. Mm -hmm. Cognomi mm -hmm. Italiani. Uh, you look up your last name. Tttt La Stella, and you'll see a map of Italy where... Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. That's very interesting. And my, you know, my cousin was doing a cooking show here, and I said, "Well, he wanted." He said, well, "Give me an idea." I said, "Let's do this. Let's go." Italians from a certain place in Italy landed in certain places here. Right, like, right, like, yeah, like, yeah. My, my, my Maranek was a, you know, mm -hmm. and then you go to West Warwick. You have people from Fornelli. And right, you go to right. Another place they're from. Um, uh, Santa Bolognare. And you have the last name. So I said, "Well, why don't you do this?" Go to these, take, take a town in Italy, right? Sulmona, for instance, yeah. where they make a confetti. In yeah. The, in, that's in the Abruzzi. If you go, take the, the, the person, go to where they landed, and then, like, interview them, and you and, and take a, some sample of the food that they make. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, we all bring home something that, you know, we have from our paes. And that's, you know, something that we've actually talked about doing, because uh, as we progress along with the show, we, we were actually talking about doing a... A, a trip to Italy where mm -hmm. we're going to go maybe for a month city to city and try different food, different, and see what the different customs are in each region, you know. Um, and just I think it would be a lot of fun. Maybe we might even do a thing to take a few of our uh, listeners along with us. Maybe that'll be fine. I'll go. You, you come along, we'll do like some guitar playing, you know, and stuff. Because it'd be kind of cool to have a thing where you have, and, and we've even talked about doing this at the restaurant where you have like, the uh you're preparing a certain dish mm -hmm. from that region and then maybe you're doing a song from that region right okay and maybe have some and the, and the dialect yeah and the dialect you have some pictures uh and the dialect is, is amazing I mean, like i was uh, saying to you yesterday uh you know, we were uh my given that lou monte uh version of jingle bells mm. which he does in calabres mm -hmm. i gave that to marcia who's you know you know, first generation born in Vincenza, and she's listening. She said, "I can't understand it." I mean, you know, because know. it's, it's a, you know the Calabrese dialect is such Sicilian. I got a guy uh, Salvatore who comes on the show talking about bocce, mm. and a lot of times, uh, you know, he'll he'll refer to things in Sicilian, and I mean, it's like you you might as well be speaking Arabic because I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it. totally different than Italian. Salvatore and Turiddu. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, uh, and then you have uh, Montalbano, Inspector Montalbano, for the right. and I yeah. watch that all the time. I said, let's go to Sicily tonight. Yeah, yeah. Watch it on the big screen, and, you know, I love the dialect. And all right, listen, you're going to come out and visit me. We're gonna, we only have a few seconds left. You're really Thank come you out very visit much. Me. Thank but you. But we are here with my dear longtime friend, my other brother, Vinny Frioli, up in his beautiful, beautiful home here in Providence, Rhode Island, Great, great guitarist and great fellow Italian-American who really knows what it is to grow up here uh, in, in the old, you know, the old style of, you know, the Italian-Americans. And they, they still have this thriving culture up here in Rhode Island. This is Tony LaStella with West Coast Italian Radio. We're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Our song of the week, the Chita Chilve from the Caribbean album with Tony Lestella and our great guest, the guitarist, Vinnie Frioli. Di Chita Chilve sta compagna vostra, che già ha perduto suore fantasia, e pensa se. Sadie, 
time for us to do our Italian phrases. And I know you've got some good ones because uh, we, we, we made these all kind of go in our theme here, right. uh, ailments that only Italians can get. So what do you got for us? Okay, so the one you have to know and we use a lot is freddo boia. Freddo boia, which mm-hmm. is like cold hangman. I don't get it. Cold <laughs> hangman? It's like a spinny, like a, a cold-blooded kill, killer. You know what I mean? Cold-blooded killer. So right. are we talking about something you're going to get in like a phrase or like I should go get my 45 because someone's I want to keep out of my house? What, what are so we talking we about? It, like we use a lot, especially the young generation, freddo boia. Mamma mia che freddo boia. You're going to hear that a lot, okay? All right, all right, all right. But like I say, a lot of things you cannot translate. It doesn't make any sense. So I'll try to make the words what it means exactly. Got it, got it. All the right. next one is, the one we use a lot too, is freddo cane or freddo da cane. Freddo cane or freddo da cane. Yeah. Cold dog. That's dog. What is mean a, meaning? Or, 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 or dogs, only dogs can survive? Yeah, but it's so cold, the animal can survive. Make sense? Oh, I see. Can survive. It's kind and of like, you know, we're Three Dog Night. Remember the band Three Dog Night? They were a big, big yeah. band back in the 70s. They mm-hmm. got that name. It was about the Australians because it got so cold for these guys who were these, you know, shepherds in Australia right. that they would dig a pit and they would put dogs on top of them to keep them warm, the sheep dogs. And uh-huh. if it was really cold, then you have three dogs to keep you warm. Now, I don't know why the band came up with that, but I know back it, in those days, the rock and roll guys did a lot of drugs, and God bless them, but it, it was interesting, right? 
Let's okay. move right along here to our next Italian phrase. Freddo ladro. Freddo ladro. Cold thief. That's right. The cold is spilling me the water. I don't get it. It's cold thief. Well, it's so cold that uh, I take away my warm on my body. Okay, the cold is stealing your warmth. It's yeah. cold is stealing your warmth. All right? All right. All right. The next one, this I use a lot too, sudar freddo. Sudar freddo. Sudar. It's a cold sweat. Well, yeah. this is more like you when you're like nervous. It's not really like you're cold. No. You know, this is like just like you're nervous. Like, no, I got a cold sweat. Because I got to bring us back in from commercial break. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> I want to just make understand the word freddo, you can use it a lot of different ways. Okay, you see? Completely different to the freddo. Something right, right, right. So that's one word to use a lot. Well, there you go, folks. You got the phrases of the week, you know. And uh, we try to do our community service here, of course, to uh, make sure that, uh, you know, we, 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 we teach you how to speak good Italian, right? Right. You know, we only have about two minutes left here, but I'm just going to say we got some great Italian events. Um, I'm just going to hit on a couple of ones that are coming okay. right up. Um, May 15th, which is a little over a month away, Old School Italian. Angelo's Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria in uh, Alhambra, California. They're starting to you start there at that restaurant. It's going to be at 4 o'clock in the evening. And then they're going to go restaurant to restaurant, the different restaurants throughout the area. You can try different things at each Italian restaurant. I like make that. A specialty dish. That should be a lot of fun. I think that. Um, yeah, absolutely. June 6th, uh, June 6th, 9 o'clock, 11 a.m., they're doing the Statuto. No, I'm sorry, Statuto. Statuto uh-huh. race. Statuto race. Uh huh. Um, in San Francisco. It's actually. It sounds like they've been doing this. This is the 99th time they've done this. So 99 years they've done it, uh, where they um, raise money for Make-A-Wish to help children with critical illnesses. So that's a really great thing, okay? And last but not least, one coming up June, June 25th, the Portland, Oregon Festa Italiana 2021 at the Oaks Amusement Park. This always is a great Italian festival every year. Uh, and we're so glad they're back again. Of course, they didn't do it last year on account of COVID, but they're going to have a great festival this year. We definitely got to go down. Maybe, in fact, we'll even go down and visit them and, uh, you know, do some of that festival live here for the radio I show. Love it. So, and, folks, we have many other great events. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz, and check it out there. And, of course, you're going to hear today's show throughout the coming week at WCIR.biz. Just go there. You can stream the show always. Uh, anywhere you are in the world by going there, this show or any of our past shows. You want to have a gra- brand new show for you next week. We're out of time right now, but God bless you all, and thank you for being a part of West Coast Italian Radio. Ciao a tutti. <laughs>